Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach March podcast. I am Catherine Stafford here in Washington State where I am a licensed clinical social worker and a Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer, counselor, and author. Once again, I am so happy to be joining my co-host in Tucson, Arizona. My friend Howard Glasser is the creator of the Nurtured Heart Approach and he is chairman of the Children's Success Foundation. Good morning, Howie. Hey, Catherine. Good to be here with you. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited about our show today and our guests are just dear friends, dear hearts, and brilliant practitioners of this work. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I was just thinking this morning that it seems like we just did this a few weeks ago, and I was realizing why we bumped this podcast forward, as you are about to get on a plane to go to Australia, aren't you? I am. On Tuesday, I leave, and um, I'm going to land in Melbourne and um, decompress for a few days and see if I could catch up on on, uh, the jet lag thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That gets more significant every year of my life. And uh, then I go to the Gold Coast to where um, our colleague Bart Trainer has um, empowered a lot of people and started a movement. There have been uh, several uh, predecessors in Australia mm-hmm. and New Zealand who were fans and are trainers of Nurtured Heart. But it wasn't until Bart came along, um, his work as a psychologist, his kind of a fierce dedication to helping children and his organizational skills, um, he has put together a satellite for the Children's Success Foundation in Australia, and um, we're very excited. He has no idea what this is going to do. <laughs> I, I love it because he's going to have 30 key people who are going to take everything down the road and forward and, and um, really propel his dream. So, um, you know, I'm very happy for him. And I don't think he has – I don't think he, he – he probably can imagine it, but I, having watched this happen in the States, I'm right. excited for him. Right. Did you imagine this? Did you imagine it going to the U.K. and being doing CTIs in Australia with this? This no, I really, I really hadn't, and uh, and and you know, to segue to our guest today, you know, I couldn't have imagined that there would be people uh, taking this work designed for kids and right. out into realms that go way beyond kids, and um, you know, right. I think we're going to hear today about how um, um, our guests. I'll let you introduce them. Have uh, have uh, propelled this work with adults. Right, and I know you know we always have a little bit of busy work and business that we have to do before we introduce our, our marvelous guest, who I'm really excited about today, too. So I also know that you have been spending time, you sound, you sound rested, I think, mm-hmm. but you've had Melissa Block with you. She arrived, I believe, yesterday, and you guys have no doubt talked into the night about your newest inspirations on Nurtured Heart Approach um, as your Absolutely. co-author and editor. So <laughs> yes. I'm hoping you've got some new, just some new inspirations and some new golden nuggets from your chit-chat last night. I wish I had been there on your couch listening. But if you could uh, summarize a little bit again today, our Essence of Nurtured Heart Approach, take six. I yeah. Think. <laughs> and, you know, we're working on a book called Igniting Greatness, and I've been um, – I've been, uh, you know, almost from the time I wrote the book, Your Oprah, I knew that it needed, like, there was a next one. And, uh-huh. like, I, I, I've been very, uh, like, a lot, of, a lot of information 
has been flowing through me, and I've been um, basically writing it down and collecting it and sending it to Melissa. And, and you know, we're going to really unfold this book differently. It's going to be organized mm-hmm. differently, and it's going to have a lot of new material. And, you know, it's about the greatness in all of us, and um, that's that's always been there. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day yesterday, we watched this movie I, I was telling Melissa about called uh, – Waiting for Sugar Man. I think it's called Waiting for Sugar Man, and um, it's it's about a singer called Rodriguez who uh, had who 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 was who wrote songs and probably sold you know ten albums here in America. But what he didn't know is his work got bootlegged to South Africa, and mm-hmm. he became uh, you know bigger than the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. There, he 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 sold. A, a huge amount of albums, and he became an icon for the apartheid movement, mm-hmm. you know, and um, for the change of government. And 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 like 40 years later, he was discovered to be alive. Everybody thought he was dead, and they brought him there, and they they just cheered and cheered and cheered and cheered they, for what he represented. And like like it was just this profound story of greatness, like getting uncovered. That and uh, he stepped right into it. It's mm-hmm. and it's the same thing for us. And mm-hmm. So you're going to ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're just able to anticipate it now. <laughs> and and uh, the, the question is? <laughs> the question is, for people who are new to the approach, to Nurtured Heart Approach, just, you know, a nutshell of, in essence, what, what is it about? Yeah. And you, just, you beautifully actually were just talking about that and what you were just saying. I did, but. and I'll just finish it off by saying, uh, you know, I, I propose that we're all um, – uh, deeply imbued with greatness, uh, with uh, we're all we all sign up for it before we ever know we've signed up for it, and then we we uh, either discover it or have a lifetime of not discovering it, and, right. and are in pain because we don't discover it. And our work originally started from helping kids discover it, awaken to. I help we help adults. Mm-hmm to have uh, a, a way of seeing things and a methodology that helps awaken greatness in children. And actually that's led to, as you're going to hear soon from Jamie and Wendy, that um, it, it often leads to uh, adults discovering their greatness right. and, and right. learning to nurture and appreciate themselves. It's all done through, um, it's all done through the vehicle of appreciation because Appreciation holds an energy of information. It, it, information meaning it informs us of who we mm-hmm. really are, underneath who yeah. we thought we were. <laughs> right. Perfect. Thank you. That's perfect. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Um, before we introduce our guest, I just want to thank anybody who's listening live or listening later to the archive broadcast. We really appreciate your time and your desire to learn more about Nurtured Heart Approach and to be inspired by our guests. So. Um, the two people that I'm about to introduce, I have to say, are probably two of the most gentle souls on the planet that I've ever had the pleasure of getting to know. Um, our first guest is Jamie Gregory, and he is joining us from West Virginia. Jamie is a licensed clinical social worker, and he is user-friendly therapy in Charlestown, West Virginia. He's been a Nurture Heart Approach Advanced Trainer since 2006. He works with children and families as well as couples. And in addition, Jamie is an adjunct professor for the West Virginia School of Social Work Graduate Program. He performs professionally as a musician and is a delight and has a passion for bird watching, gardening, and his family. He lives in a passive solar house, which I'm curious to hear about, that he and his wife Nancy built in the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Shenandoah River Valley area. 
And they have raised two big-hearted boys, Jay 33 and Seth 26. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. I'm basking in the sun uh, through the windows of my passive solar house. Oh, I love that. I was reading your introduction, and I found myself thinking, oh, the lucky soul who happens to show up on your office door without realizing what they're in for. Um, I'm I'm also, yes, I I just would like to be that person. I'm delighted to introduce Wendy West Pidkemeny, and Wendy is also a licensed clinical social worker. She is a certified school social worker. She's an adjunct professor at Syracuse University and is a Nurture Heart Approach specialist. She's a Christian counselor and the author of two books, Parenting Challenging Children with Power, Love, and a Sound Mind, and also Jimmy and Julia's Rainforest Adventure. And Wendy travels the country and shares her strength-based perspective on healing and healing people who desire to overcome life challenges. Um, And she's spent many, many years working with women and and families in private practice. And Wendy, I have to say, um, also I, I should add, you own Nurturing Life Concepts, which is a counseling, consultation, and coaching organization. And I purposely left out some of your introduction because I really want to give you the opportunity to speak um, about your vision and your purpose. So good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Howie and Jamie. Good morning. Hi, Wendy. Catherine, would you... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was just going to say, let's just start there. You guys have such a purposeful walk on the planet, I think, the two of you. And so I just want to open this up today for you two just to talk about... Um, how Nurture Heart Approach is just manifesting in you and through you, and just kind of leave it for you guys to just go where it takes you. Wendy, did you want to get started? Sounds like you had a burning idea. Absolutely. I think when it comes to the work that I and Jamie and all of us do, healing people is so pivotal and just so beautiful to watch someone come in and find the pieces of strength and greatness in their life and to be able to help people find, uh, as you were speaking about my mission statement for my company, it's really about helping people of all ages throughout the world realize their life's passion, purpose, and vision. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best ways to do that for people is to show them their true capacity and give them and ask them to really put effort into figuring out what their vision is for their life, for their Mm -hmm. family and the people that they're around. So once we have something so concrete and we know where they want to go physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even financially and and relationally, we can take that concrete information, point all of their strengths in the right direction, and really solidify them moving towards what they were birthed to be on this earth for. That's beautiful. It's it's just a beautiful... um, it's a beautiful framework. I could uh, actually, um, I'm such a visual person. I was I was drinking in the visual part of that and, and going, oh, okay, and here you are, and, and here you are doing it. Here's, here are these aspects, these characteristics of you that, that are contributing and are already underway. Just having Absolutely. a vision like you're sharing with me. Like, Absolutely. And, and having not just having that vision and working it out myself in my own life, but asking everyone that comes and sits with me to take mm-hmm. a collaborative journey, finding mm-hmm. their own vision and giving them the strength and, and helping them to see that they can easily climb and receive their vision, the more they tap into affirming themselves and others around them and looking at that potential that they have within as opposed to getting stuck 
in the boundaries and the barriers, but finding their greatness and knowing that that greatness can propel them to step over those barriers or go through those barriers. Do you have, have like, an example that comes to mind, uh, like a story that um, is right there for you? I do. I actually have been working with a gal for a while, and when I first met her, she was incapable because she had been so steeped in negativity to even affirm herself, to even ask her to affirm herself. She just could not do it. And this would be a gal that was probably in her mid-40s. I even had her do an exercise where I asked her to go to the people in her life that loved her and ask them to at least write down her strengths so that we could read them in here. And that even took quite a bit of time for her to be able to do she just struggled with the notion that she should be allowed to breathe in her strength. Mm. And as we walked very gently and very slowly and, and just kind of journeyed this out together and peeked into ways to care for her and nurture herself in different ways, um, starting out very small, we ended up not only was she able to uh, nurture herself, but just this Saturday I did a nurtured heart training And it brings me to tears because she facilitated this training as well as will be leading a group in two weeks on how to nurture and affirm themselves like a support group to follow up on the Nurtured Heart Approach training they received Saturday and was a key person to uh, begin immediately nurturing people around her when I asked her to share her greatness in her own heart. She was able not only to share her own greatness in a public venue, but also able to listen to other people's greatness. It was an amazingly beautiful moment. Oh, my God. I am in awe. How do you explain that? I mean, do you feel like it was, like, like it was blooming under the surface and she just had blinders on and, or she, she was like, um, had been trained to be dismissive of, uh, you know, what was, how do you explain that incredible transformation? I believe in my heart, working with this particular gal, like other folks possibly that are listening or that are learning how to nurture and affirm themselves, that there was a a lot of walls and resistance to it because she was taught to look at what she was doing wrong often, Mm -hmm. as well as that she felt that if she nurtured or affirmed or cared for herself, that somehow she was wrong. That, that, that she was supposed to give to the world and, not th- and be more selfless and not think of herself, mm-hmm. not realizing that the more you care for yourself, know yourself and see your own greatness, you're much more valuable to the world because you have much more to give. Mm-hmm. So I think some of it was just her thought process and some of it was the environment within her telling her that she shouldn't have greatness and that she should be more focused on what's going wrong. I have a gal that I spoke with yesterday that was in a cult for a long time that is probably one of the most amazing nurtured heart parents I've ever seen in my life now. She is just a nurtured heart guru times a thousand. And she said that when she was in the cult, uh, the first thing they learned is that they were never to speak about their greatness because that was a sign of selfishness. Mm -hmm. So when she came to me years later from the cult, she really struggled with that belief because it was daily ingrained in her that it was selfishness that caused her to see her strength, 
not selflessness and humility and meekness and beauty to see her strength. Mm. I'm picturing you shaking your head in agreement, Jamie, as you're listening to yeah. Wendy talk. Is this is this speaking to kind of the experience that you have as well with adults? Yeah. Well, I, I think you know to to piggyback on that. That's that's one of the things that I, I um, encounter right away is the idea that that noticing something positive about myself is conceited or arrogant or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, and uh, certainly there's a lot of sort of training for that. I can, in my own, uh, I can remember early um, in my uh, sort of taking on Nurtured Heart, I've always been interested in why the people that were resilient and invincible were invincible. Um, I've always been interested in that part of the, the uh, path of, psychology and stuff and it was pretty um <laughs> scarce reading in the beginning but mm-hmm. i once encountering nurtured heart and the other things i'm doing um i can re- in my own relationship with my wife i can remember going well one of the things i really preach about you nancy is the way that you're you know so thoughtful and caring and looking at the big picture of how things work in this family she goes well you know I mean, that's what i'm supposed to do was sort of a response initially <laughs> and mm-hmm. and mine was it, it took you know time in the relationship to go, okay, well, here's the acknowledgement. I would give her an acknowledgement like that. And when she did the, well, that's sort of what I'm supposed to do or don't, you know, don't acknowledge me or I'm going to shy away from that. I'd go, okay, Nance, here's what I want you to do next. And she'd look at me and go, okay, so you breathe in and you say, ah, I accept. And it became sort of this, you know, running joke for us for a while that even in our relationship and that closest relationship I have on the planet, um, mm-hmm. within that intimacy for the other person to go, oh, you know, I can accept that. Right. I think some aspect of it, too, um, uh, is that when people have been complimented in the past, somebody has got something, they're up to some other agenda, mm-hmm. and people are, are weary of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're just going, I'm, I want to point out this about you, and, and you don't have an expectation that mm-hmm. they say either thank you or whatever, you know, or... Mm-hmm. or what is it you want mm-hmm. next? And they trust in mm-hmm. that. They unfold. Wow. So I'm just going to, like, revel in what you just said. It's like, you know, that like you both just brought up, like, uh, you know, you're, you're selfish if you consider yourself great. You're, you're arrogant. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, you have something up your sleeve. You're, gonna, you're about to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So how do you get, uh, like, um, how do you how do you break through, Jamie? Um, by holding consistently to the, you know, I'm not um, I'm not attached to the outcome. When right. I compliment somebody, I compliment them because I see that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually my honoring something. It's not um, that I, you know, want them to to do something <laughs> with it mm-hmm. or about it or in reaction or response to. And I think that um, mm-hmm. there's, t- I can, there's times I can just see that happening with clients, thinking of some other young adults, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the consistency of, of doing that, um, th- my reaction to if somebody brushes me off, you know, I could interpret it as brushing me off or whatever, um, I don't fold the tent. It's just holding to that that place that that's my intention and I intend for you to know your greatness um, even if you don't see it right at this point in time 
or even if you think I'm up to something because of that, um, I'm, I'm going to let you know the greatness that I, I see. And sometimes I acknowledge that as the next piece. You know, if I get uh, thinking of a young adult right now that I'm working with, kind of gang guy, you know, his thing is, oh, and I think you're up to something. Mm-hmm. And I go, I think it is another one of your um, skills to not just, uh, you know, accept outright from somebody that you don't know as well as other people that my acknowledging this, you know, great quality in you that you're a good listener doesn't have some other agenda coming. Right. You know, that's where he's at. And right. it's a, it serves him well. It's not mm-hmm. a um, – I don't have to see it as an obstacle to you our mean working. mean the suspicion is a um – the guardedness is it's a survival it's skill. caution. It's mm-hmm. just him being yes. careful. Yes, it's discerning. Mm-hmm. You're weighing this. You're you're matching the experience I'm having of you that I'm relating to you to uh, whether it matches your own experience or the experiences of other people that you've you know held in esteem. It led to this kid talking about other uh, older gang members that he looked up to as brothers who sort of. Uh, spoke to him that way and then just, you know, left him flat. Hmm. So I'm saying to him, I, this, this yeah, suspicion, if you will, or this unwillingness to accept, the, you know, whatever way it's going to get interpreted, just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't put the interpretations on it. So when you do that, you're, you're making discernments and judgments about who, who you can trust and who will support you in an ongoing mm-hmm. way and who's not going to, and that's a really good skill to have. Absolutely, yeah. becomes the next part of it, yeah. I love that, Jamie, because you reframe it and you switch their perspective. You take something that people view as negative in their lives or that they might view as negative or been told it's negative, and you completely reframe it and take a tour of it from a different angle and build it into them that it it can be used very wisely and help move them closer towards their personal greatness. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I call it the do-si-do. <laughs> you ever square like dance? Dozy do. Like you come, you know, your partner comes in one direction. They're going to swing you, but you swing them, and or the swing. And you don't fold the tent. I love that. What's that? I said, and you don't fold the tent. And you don't fold the tent. Is that a dozy do square dance term? Don't fold yes. the tent. Yes, it's it's yeah, it's a square dance term. Yeah, it's it's the uh, slingshot effect or what you call jet fuel. I mean, something's coming at right. you. It has a certain amount of energy. It's all energy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I look at it and I go, okay. So for that to be true for him, what what's got to be? What else has got to be true? Because mm-hmm. it's all truth. Mm-hmm. I think it's all truth. He's not telling. He's telling me the truth. Mm. Right. And I honor that. I go, your truth right. is this. Right. You know. So you're using his energy of resistance as jet fuel for then coming back and. And kind of saying, okay, well, you know, you're you're being cautious here. Shows me, or indicates to me, reveals to me that you're discerning and you're, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving thought to who you're going to trust right. and da 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 da. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. You're 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 yeah. I like that slingshot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's a good term. Well, it's a, a term in physics. You know, when you're heading for one planet, you, 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 the spaceship is heading for one planet, but as you go by the other, it's not really where you're going, but you use the gravitational force to propel the ship beyond. Oh, <laughs> so really? That's, oh, that's what that's, I was seeing my, my head when like, I... <laughs> that feels yeah. like from my space travel. That, feels <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I love, I love that. You know, what I could hear in both... 
uh, Catherine, you 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 tell me if you hear this too. Is is you both have distinctly different voices, but you have voices that resonate. I'm very mm-hmm. attuned to energy of mm-hmm. of vibration and resonance, and um, and you um, you both have this huge sincerity right. and this huge. Uh, um, uh, for lack of a better term, inner appreciation. Maybe it's your inner wealth that's coming through your voice. And I can't imagine it not stopping somebody in their tracks. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it not, not like, um, I, I remember, you know, like the interesting part of my life is I haven't had a practice in years, and I would do these live demonstrations at trainings every, you know, 6, 10, 12 months. Uh, and, you know, there were, there were often in between, all I had was my own inner conversation, the only the inner wealth I'm building, and there were there were times where I would encounter a family I'd never met before, and I would be saying things to people and going, "Oh my God, like I've come a long way. My mm-hmm. voice is clearly resonating with this child, this parent, differently yeah. than the last time I looked up." Do you experience right. that, uh, Catherine? Do you do you hear that? I'm hearing that, and I, I've heard both of them mention kind of the idea of giving, and you always talk about this, how the idea of giving up agenda and giving up the investment in the outcome, and that's so different than so much I think of even the mental health field. And so that comes across with you guys with your pure intention so beautifully well when you speak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think of it as, um, I mean, agenda is a head thing. <laughs> I don't think my heart has an agenda other than right. to be open to what's coming up now or, you know, do I notice when my heart is closing and so I've got to, you know, do something different to to get back in touch and connect. When, you know, I, I've, and I appreciate what you're saying because I've heard the same thing uh, both in my, when I speak and when I sing music. When I sing music, if I stay in my head, I sound like, you know, a, a bad Neil Young. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be, nasal, it'll be nasal and in my throat. And mm-hmm. I, I sing, when I sing my music, it is from my heart. And, mm-hmm. and that's what people talk about. They'll come up and go, I can't remember what that song was, but I really love sort of the, mm-hmm. the, How they the, feel. You know, the tone, the resonance of it or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Because right. that's what they're left with is, is the energetic expression. The words are gone, the part that their head would have remembered, but that mm-hmm. other part. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. It, yeah. It that does lead me to a question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It, I was just going to uh, you know, sort of add on to that a little bit. Your heart, your voice sounds different when it's connected to your heart than your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hear that in you so clearly. I think it transports us to to some other place. I know Catherine's going to come back with more and 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 go to Wendy on this, but um, it's it's almost like when I hear you talking. I'm, 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 I'm lately a framework I've been like um, feeling very comfortable with is I'm not, it, you know, like a healer might hold up their hand and send energy. I feel like there's it's that's not what I'm doing in my work. I'm I'm receiving for them. Mm-hmm. When I'm at my best, I'm receiving for them. I'm not mm-hmm. sending them. It's them and their conversation with the universe, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of um I'm kind of um helping that spark by mm-hmm. and and when you talk to that gang member uh and you said what you said, you know, you you're you're that's kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're receiving this inform- energetic information about who they are, and you're conveying yeah. it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Catherine? Well, and if, if I was just thinking, I'm, I'm actually transporting myself back to some, some moments with Jamie Gregory, and if, if anybody's ever had a Jamie hug, you kind of have experienced that in action. Yeah. But I was kind of going there just for a minute, just for a lovely nurturing minute. I was actually thinking about a question about agenda because you are both in private practice, I'm in private practice, and we often get our calls based on agenda. I've got a child with challenging behavior. Please fix that. <laughs> There's yeah. the agenda. So do you find that it's typically adults that come through your doors, or do you find that the child brings them to the door and suddenly, oh, my goodness, I'm doing adult work? Wendy? Hmm. For me, I really find that the parents bring in or come initially to talk about their child and what's going wrong with their child. And as I spend the first session teaching them that I'm fearless in the intention that I only utilize the nurtured heart approach to bring health and healing to the family, mm-hmm. and I teach them what the nurtured heart approach is and the three stands, what I find remarkably is that oftentimes I sometimes never even meet the child because the parents come back and really learn how to mend their own hearts, mend their marriages, and end up organically mending their children in the process by just learning how to become and share the approach with the world that they're invested in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That certainly has been my experience as well. How about you, Jamie? Yeah, uh, well, I'm thinking of examples of both because it's interesting. Um, uh, I've had parents that... Like Wendy is describing, come and and they think it's about the kids, and as I share, you know, the some ideas or I actually actually more of the experience because I'll shift right into well, here's how it would work if I was working with your kid, and I have them <laughs> do it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. sort of stealth, stealthily sometimes. Okay, so mom's <laughs> pretending to be the kid, and I have dad address it, and and she feels the difference. Uh-huh. Well, she wants that. Or if right. I'm describing some concepts, um, you know, and more, again, you know, linking it to the experience, um, you know, one or the other parent will say, well, you know, we could use some of that. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, well, then let's start with you. What do you think of that idea? Right. <laughs> Since you just volunteered yourself and go right. there. About 20 but minutes into I'm the first session. I'm also thinking of these. <laughs> excuse me? I said yeah. about 20 minutes into the first session, they're raising their hands on me up. Yeah, yeah, me. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I have uh, I, many, many examples of when I think of the kids that I've worked with, is the kids come in and they are so exquisitely tuned in. You know, mm-hmm. my mom would have called them um, old souls. Mm-hmm. There's you know, something about mm-hmm. certain kids when they're in your room, you just go, wow, <laughs> I want to learn from this kid. <laughs> you know you're going to. Um, but I, in one example of this, this young girl I'm thinking about who, you know, the issues were anxiety and this and that, I didn't see it as that. I saw it as she was overwhelmed by her connectedness and her, like, being able to feel the, uh, the trauma of the world. You know, she was worried about the kids who were not having enough food here and there, and she was aware of it all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when I started working with that family, um, the daughter really became the main uh, um, teacher mm-hmm. that kept it going. You know, the parents would come back and, and say, well, you know, we're, we're trying to keep that uh, energizing going, but you know what? And I'd turn to the girl and say, so what do you remember about what they energized from you? And she'd list a half a dozen things, and the parents would look at each other like, oh, you really? I said that. <laughs> so the really? Kids being, and one way, I, you know, that brown bag exercise, if people don't mm-hmm. know about it, I'll just mention it. You can, um, Please. You take the brown, a plain brown paper bag and you hold it up to parents and you say, you know, and this kid is sitting there, this is sort of like our children without uh, recognition. And recognition just means to know again. 
right? And that's what it means, re-know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I know that you're compassionate. And now in this next moment, I know you're compassionate again. It's recognizing it in an ongoing way. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, without recognition, without acknowledgement, without saying I know you in this way, child of mine, the kids are like a empty brown paper bag. And then I have the kid decorate the bag, you know, in whatever way they want with all the stuff I have and coloring things and, you know, stick on things. And that becomes the child's bag for receiving compliments. <laughs> and this, what this girl did was she was the one who took it home, and she had it there, and she would pull things out that had been put in it and set them as her goals for the day to receive more compliments about her good self-control. Really? About her. Oh, I love yeah. that. She would... She would yeah. write down what her parents said and put them on pieces of paper in the bag, yep. or they would? Both and. And then what she did wow. is, if there was, you know, this wasn't a girl who went, okay, so this is a sort of a drought day and my parents aren't giving me compliments. Mm-hmm. She'd go to the bag and pull them out and redo them. Mm. <laughs> She'd read them to herself again and go, okay, well, and it wouldn't be, oh, this is what I did Tuesday. It was, okay, I'm going to set out to do more of this. This is, you know, I mean, she was setting intentions. She didn't call it right. that. My goodness. And right. how did that feel to her? I mean, what oh. impact did that have on her? Um, it, the impact it had on her was that, uh, you know, I mean, her self-confidence grew. What, what she was able to have people notice about her was, was, was the positives, where before it was sort of like, if you really get angry, then we'll notice you. <laughs> but now right. she was getting so much acknowledgement around, oh, that was pretty frustrating for you, Emily fictitious name and and yet i can see that you're really handling yourself well she she learned to compliment herself quickly very quickly mm. Mm. you know um recognition and her brother great, which was it, huge it's such a great word and and um mm. um you know we as kids so many of us grow up you know and the only recognition we're getting is for the arguments and for the nonsense and Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, recognition can work both ways, and um, it's really fun to kind of reorganize, you know, and kind of vitalize the nature of recognition. Mm-hmm. Synonymous well, uh, with what you, Wendy, call affirmations. I love that. That's such a beautiful, mm-hmm. heart-centered world word as well. You want to talk mm-hmm. about that, Wendy? Your your. Uh, your your relationship with affirmations and recognition? You know, I love that you use the word relationship with affirmations because for me and for everybody, I, I hope that I experience that I hope that when I enter the world or when I'm working with clients or just out and about that I see from my heart I, I pray that everybody that I encounter, as much as they allow, that I'm allowed to teach people to see from their heart and not their head the things that are going on around them that are beautiful. And I feel like I've been very intentional with myself, and I, I pray that I'm very intentional with the people that I'm privileged to serve that come into my office with teaching them to take their eyes off of the lecturing, the need to teach, the outcomes, the things that really drag us down, the sarcasm, the warnings, et cetera, and the self-defeating talk and get them to talk healthily to themselves and to others and to see even in the middle of a stressful or difficult situation that things are still going very well. Mm-hmm. Because in, in every area, even in some of the most desperate times, 
there's still oftentimes a strength that we can pull out or an affirmation we can give ourselves or a reflection or recognition that we can share with somebody that that, um, in this moment, even though you're stressed, even though it's scary, you're still standing, how courageous, how brave that you're doing this and stepping out into this new uncharted water. Yeah, it's perfect. I could hear I could hear your relationship with affirmation, and and it's it. I could just feel how deeply this runs for you, and mm-hmm. um, the 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 depth of your caring is profound. You know how you how you wanna carry your intention um, to transmit this this life work of yours, this mm-hmm. mission of yours to to people. And, um, you know, I, 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 I can imagine them just exponentially growing as a result of hearing, you know, um, it's almost like you're, it's almost like we're, you know, it's so exemplified by your voice and your tenure. It's, it's almost like we're talking to people, we are, we're talking to them on a soul level. And... Mm-hmm. And and um, the soul responds. The soul, even if the soul's been buried, mm. the soul just wants so desperately to respond, and 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 so responds to this this caliber energy. It's interesting that you say that, Howie, because I'm sorry, Wendy, as you were saying that sentence and it was your tone and your intention and your voice, I just kind of stopped and took it in. I thought, I'm just going to own this right now. I'm just going to receive this. And, boy, it felt really good. So, yeah, and I think it's that choosing, that choosing to accept that message when it's delivered to you and you you do deliver that message in such a pure, pure way. What I was going to say is Howie was speaking the one thing that also came to my heart about my relationship with affirmations is also my clarity. I feel like they're mm-hmm. equally important. And as I grow in my personal relationship with the nurtured heart approach, I feel like I'm much more fearless in delivering my affirmations and I'm much more clear where my boundaries are. And to me, that's really important because I don't use the nurtured heart approach to be mamby-pamby and I don't use it to puff someone up or to ma- manipulate people. Mm-hmm. I really use it as an authentic, I'm very clear in my own heart and in my delivery to make sure that I'm using that clarity to affirm somebody with what I see in this moment to take the true snapshot of who that person is mm-hmm. and to be really bold with it. And when I'm bold in that way, I feel like it grows my confidence and I know more of the rules and values that I live with and what I'm willing to to pay attention to in my life and what I'm not. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm nodding, you can't hear me nodding my head? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, I was just thinking about the, I talking a lot with my wife last night about clarity because some experiences I'm going through. Um, and I think, you know, since we're speaking about adults and relationships with adults, you know, I might say to, to a child I work with in Head Start, oh, Bummer, you know, <laughs> broken rule. Uh, that's a reset. Uh, how do you do it with adults? And and it's what you just said, Wendy. It's the clarity. Mm-hmm. When I have that clarity, I notice people sort of reset in front of me. I don't have to go. Oh, you know, I have this rule about not talking about other people behind their back. So what I'm going to say, <laughs> which would be energizing the heck out of that. 
But um, I, I was at a wedding recently, and, and a, a you know extended family member would come up and start, you know, well, my son Sam and you know start, go, and I go, oh, that's negative, and they would sort of just stop, and that was really my reset. And this mm-hmm. went on through the course of the wedding, and all I would do is go, oh, that's negative two, meaning mm-hmm. also and number two. And then mm-hmm. the third time it happened, <laughs> they went da 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 with the negativity. I was, I was so clear this is not what I was going to engage in. I went. I am here for a fun, positive experience. Hope you are too. I'm heading over this way, and I did, ah. and just left the person. <laughs> right? You know, so I left them. <laughs> but but what happened is the really pleasurable part about it. I've known this extended family member for many years, and this is the way I <laughs> experienced them. And you know, at all the times in my life, in different stages, would have done things in a different way to sort of like, oh yeah, or you know, but I'll, I'll, you know, I might have actually engaged. You would have joined in. I, I might have, well, I might have been joined in the armor, or I might have been sucked into going, well, if you only treated him like that, you know, giving advice or some other yeah. energized form. And what I did yeah. with this thing, by the second day, this person approached me and goes, you know, I was, th- and, oh, never mind. <laughs> so they're resetting themselves. Oh, well, and then and a little you, further. Did, did, at any point, did you actually, like, verbalize it? I like how you reset yourself. Uh, well, not in those words, but she came to me another time and went, oh, there, there's, some, there's this thing I really want you to see. And she was excited. I said, I love your energy and how positive oh, you are and what you want me to see. Let's go do it now. <laughs> and it was, you know, some uh, music video on there. And it changed the whole tenure. Mm. She reset herself the rest of the time and, and only approached with, like, the positive things she was connected with and brought her son that she had been complaining about along to watch the music video. So. Oh, so nice. the clarity that Wendy was talking about yeah. is when I was really clear, you know, yeah. about that. And if you're a hair less than clear, people get that too. And, and they, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you, 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 you might wind up being a passenger <laughs> going for a ride down a road you don't want to go down. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I'm watching the time and I'm realizing we're actually down to three minutes and I don't even know how that's possible. So oh, my God. I know. I want to give both of you a chance if there's something that you were really just burning to say or, yeah, we've got three minutes. Mm. Inner wealth, maybe? No pressure. Yeah, inner wealth. <laughs> inner wealth. You want to say any anything at all, though? Mm. Um, I would say that, you know, my intention in, in this is this conversation has been usually helpful in, in, you know, re-clarifying and redefining it, is to, to go to go boldly forth where nobody's going to. <laughs> no, it's to, it's to have that fearlessness. At times I go, well, maybe it's not right for this person. I, I don't know. Um, I, I am, you know, bold and, and, and fearless in that and find myself going to the heart of the matter by using the word heart <laughs> so much earlier. And, and, um, and it comes from a storage of wealth, and it adds to my wealth. So i am become clearer through this whole conversation today with your uh, you know, with your assistance and reflection, that that's you know that's that's where I need to be, and that's what I'm going to amp up. Mm. How about you, you, Wendy? I guess I would like to end the way I began. That I would ask folks that are out there listening to capture what your vision is for your life, physically, emotionally, financially, mentally, spiritually, relationally, and put some some of that vision to paper and create action steps in each of those areas with a real strong emphasis, not on the future, but on the present and how you're creating that vision in the present. 
What are you do? Be keenly aware of your heart space. Be keenly aware of your strengths. Be keenly aware, if fearless and intentional, to affirm yourself and others. Be clear with where your boundaries for yes or no are so that you can extend them to the world. And to really love and nurture yourself so that you can be the best you for this world. Mm. Wow. Wow. Ah, mm-hmm. great. Don't you just want it to continue, Howie? I'm just like I do. knocking up the chat. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I really do feel that way. It's it's like those John Stewart, uh, the you know shows, where he he just can't end the conversation, and he he records mm-hmm. more and he puts it online somehow for his audience. Um, yeah, this it's hard to end here. Um, I'm so enjoying our company. Well, and I, I too want to end with the two of you the way I started, which is that I think that you are both the most gentle and compassionate of people, and I know without a doubt that this world is a sweeter place with both of you in it. So I thank you for your purpose. I thank you for your mission. I thank you for your invaluable contribution to every person who you connect with because you, you are both remarkable, and I, I appreciate you, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, likewise, Catherine. I can, re- <laughs> I can I mean, reach the dental soul. <laughs> <That's my email>. <laughs> <laughs> we are about to log off, and we're not even getting to the end. end so look yeah. on. Uh, there we go, you guys. We didn't go quite as quickly as we wanted to in the end, but we will uh, follow up again. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm actually glad this is a podcast and not televised, because I, it's, I could privately just, like, enjoy the... Uh, the stream of uh, the welling up in my eyes of uh, just, just like um, emotion of reveling in the brilliance that I that's been shared today. I'm so honored to know you both, mm-hmm. and Catherine, and and I want to honor Jan behind the scenes who really Absolutely. brought this together and Amen. makes the whole podcast possible. Jan Hunter has just been a light for this work, so thank yeah. you. All right, we will talk to you both on the after call if you call in. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. I will do okay. that. <laughs> okay. Bye, y'all. Bye, well, for the moment. Yep, <laughs> talk bye, guys. to you really soon. Okay, in a, couple of, in a minute. Yep. Bye.